You're listening to Living in His Love on The Answer Broadcasting with Rev. Trudy Daly. Now, let's prepare to hear this week's message. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit to guide and direct this program. May all that is said and done be truthful and loving and reflect your word and your ways. Open the ears and hearts of those listening that they might be blessed by what is said. Help each listener to know and understand how much you love them and that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to save them and that you want to help them in every situation in their lives. Amen. Welcome to Living in His Love. Today, we're privileged to have back with us Adrian Evans of AF Ministries. We're looking forward to the next part of our series. Hey, everybody. Well, as you know, we've been talking over a few sessions now on navigating the perfect storm and how the movie might have ended in destruction, and, but God will always lead us through because he is a through God. When, when you can't see your way out, God will take you through. Um, in Acts chapter 27, that's the, that's the uh, chapter that we're taking a whole lot of rich thought from Paul for our lives for, from. In verse 28, it says, They took soundings and found that the water was 120 feet deep. A short time later, took soundings again, found it was 90. Fearing they would be dashed against the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for daylight. Now, some time ago, I did the four anchors of hope, of stability on the radio. I'm just going to go over this very, very, um, in, in a very small way. But in the middle of a storm, why in a storm you couldn't stop? Why would you drop four anchors when you couldn't, you, you would drop them because the ship had to run aground. And whereas we cannot find, we can't stop a storm, but we can find stability in the storm. And so these four anchors that we need to drop, we need to make sure that we have these anchors of our life in intact. And they're usually the first things that we throw away when we're in a prolonged storm or a serious time or a very dry, long wilderness time. One anchor is the anchor of prayer. One of the most important things we need to do and we don't feel like doing is to keep up our prayer life, our communicating with God, with the only one who's going to help us and strengthen us to get through the storm. You know, sometimes we want to say, why would I bother God? I prayed and look, look, look at this, you know. And so, and that's what the enemy wants us to do. If he can get us to stop talking to God about the storm and in the storm for a strategy, then he has us, the storm has us. So, prayer we need to and I'm not talking about the whole prayer uh, confession and everything and telling God what he needs to do and be but talking honestly and vulnerably with God God we need you or we're going to die we need you to come we need you we need your strength I need your wisdom and a real open honest talk with a real open living and loving God the number two is the prayer of relationships the when we're Oftentimes in a really tough storm, we want to be isolated. We just don't want to be around people. Um, I meet a lot of people like that. And I myself, when things don't go right, I'm like, don't want to talk to anybody. Um, I just want to sit. 
And Proverbs 18.1 says, A man who isolates himself rages against all wisdom, against anything that's wise, because in isolation the enemy can pick us off even more so and make the war in our minds even more fierce, more tempest, more stronger and more destructive. Whereas if I stay around people and I stay in a community of faith, then my weakness is made strong. My lack of faith grows into faith because faith is contagious. It's imparted like the woman with the issue of blood. It said she touched him and her touch released the fire of God. Faith is transferable. Fire is transferable. We get around, we get around Christians and their excitement, their faith. God can do anything. That hits us in our heart. The same with negativity is transferable. And so we need to put ourselves in the middle of strength. Uh, I always say, you watch the, the pictures in Africa of the lions going after the herd of antelope or whatever they're called, which ones do they always get? The ones that are limping that can't keep up with the pack. The ones that are a little weaker, there's something wrong with them, and they're a little slower, they just lag behind, they're left behind, and they're, they're the ones that get picked off. And so what we need to do is put ourselves on purpose, not because we feel like it, because we probably won't feel like it. This is the discipline that we need to carry in a storm prayer. We need to put ourselves in the middle of strength until our weakness becomes strong. This is why corporate gatherings are so important to our life. People say, well, I don't need to be in church. You need to be in the middle of strong believers, of strong people of faith, of corporate meetings and this way we encourage one another, we, we feed into one another, we love one another because we give strength to one another. The, the, um, the, other, the, the third anchor, now you might have four anchors. These are four anchors that I really believe is, are very important, is the word. Why do I read the Bible? To remind you of God's strength, to remind you of God's faithfulness, to remind you of who he said he is, not who your storm says you are, to remind you that you are an overcomer, to remind you that you're the head and not the tail, to remind you that you are everything positive against everything negative you are feeling, to remind you of who he is, not of who you think you are. And so we read God's word not to not to not as a religious exercise but to remind us of God's faithfulness we read of the battles that were impossible that people took people fought people turned up for and God said I want you to show up but I'm going to give you the victory they had to show up we remind us they walked around Jericho and somehow the walls all just fell down to remind us every time the soldiers went into battle God would fight with them and for them to remind us that God is faithful to the promises and the victories that he promised this is why we read God's word. It feeds our spirit. It feeds us strength. It gives us truth to every lie that right now that's happening in our mind that we are trying not to believe. This strengthens the truth and brings the lies, weakens the lies that are going on in our life and mind in the middle of this terrible time. And the last one is, and it's, it's related to isolation, but it's we drop the anchor of church life. 
Well, I don't want to go to church. I don't feel like going to church. I don't want to be around all those happy people. I don't want to sing and praise and I just don't want to, I don't feel like it. And that, you know, I'm going to go there and they're going to be happy and I'm just miserable. Well, that's why you need to be there. Even if you go there and you just sit, God promises to touch you. He promises to touch you. And I think it's Jeremiah. He said, I went to the Lord's house and the Lord, because the Lord was going to talk to me. He said, the Lord said, go to my house and I will talk to you. Go and position yourself in my house. And by virtue of you being there, I am going to minister to you. I am going to talk to you. I don't care whether you feel glad, sad, bad. I'm going to do that. I'm going to reach you. I want you to go to my house where there's strength where there's praise, where there's worship. I want you to put yourself in the middle of community that's going to carry you and I can use to strengthen you and help you. So these four anchors, and like I said, you might have your own anchors. You might do up your own message here, you know. But here, what what we need to do is make sure we keep our communication with God. We need to read his truth to reinforce truth that holds up against every lie that's trying to take my world out or take my promise out or like it did Paul that in his situation yes they went down but the truth was God was going to get him to Rome that's the truth and that's what that's what he had to believe it's one thing to talk about a shipwreck but I often wonder how it really felt I mean I was brought up on the water and and I don't like storms on the ocean the ocean is a force to be reckoned with when it's angry. And you get in the middle of a storm, it's, it is a fearful place to be. You, you're going to fall into a water, you're going to drown or get eaten by sharks or swallowed by a fish or whatever, unless you're like Jonah. But, but I mean, the, the water is a force and to be in a storm th- that can sink the ship I think would be a very, very fearful time and a terrible time. And um, so you need to keep all your anchors down. We need to do that on purpose because our feelings, you know what's funny? You know when you feel tired and depressed, do you ever feel like eating salad or would you rather go and eat some junk food? Isn't that the truth? You know, like depression even makes you eat wrong and, and there's no you know, answer for it. But isn't that the truth? It's like, I can't be bothered. I don't want to eat salad. I'd just rather go get, I'm not going to name things, but I could go get a whole bunch of junk food and satisfy that. And then after I eat it, I'm satisfied for three seconds and think, why did I do that? You know, but so these four anchors are very important for stability. You can't, maybe you can't stop your storm, but you can find stability in the storm and in stability, you'll find the heart and the peace and the mind of God. And the last thing uh, that I want to talk about, if um, we've got time to go on to that, we can break it into two if we need to. But um, here, wait on, I'm just got to find it because this is very important. In verse 33, it says, Just before dawn, Paul urged them all to eat. For the last 14 days, he said, you have been in constant suspense and have gone without food and you have not eaten anything. You need it to, you need it to survive. Not one of you will lose a single hair from his head. And so these people were so caught up in the storm that they 
forgot their body needs sustenance. Their body needs sleep. Their body needs good food. Their body needs rest. Uh, it's, it's, a, um, it's, it's, it's a confirmed science or medical uh, documentation, whatever you want to call it, that when our body is stressed, our body is poisoned and prone for sickness. Um, when you listen to Dr. Carolyn Leaf, um, she will tell you when you are stressed and in fear and overtired, it releases literally toxins into your system. So sometimes when that water starts to get in the boat, not just stay outside, we have got to pull back and we have got to look after this temple because if this temple... If we allow all the fear and the turmoil and the intrepidation and the, all the possible outcomes to get on the inside of us, we start to bring a weakness to our body where we can't fight because we're weak. We can't fight because we're tired and we start to get aches and pains. I have a dear friend who's a, a doctor but also a researcher on the cellular level of, of the human body and says stress and fear are two of the greatest causes of disease and sickness. So this is, if, if we are in this, we have got to realize that I have a temple <laughs> and this temple has an expiration date and this temple needs to be looked after and this temple needs rest, it needs food. And so when we lay our head on the pillow at night, we... Trust that the God of Israel, who never sleeps nor slumbers, will watch over us. We trust that God will watch over us. And we put our head on the pillow knowing we have done all we can do and we leave the rest to God. We have paid all we can pay and we leave the rest to God. We have done all the communication we need in relationships and we leave the rest to God. We put our head on the pillow at night and we get rest. And the problem is, I call it the four o'clock, the fourth watch. You wake up at two in the morning and your mind is just alive and the smallest problem becomes a turmoil. And, and so I want to encourage you that when you're going through a storm of life, you need to eat correctly. You need to rest. You have to look after this temple. God's will is that you come out the other side, but we cannot allow the storm to destroy this temple. We need to keep up, fight the, the, the food for, you know, bad food. We need to go. We need to eat right, rest, and we need to get this body as healthy as we can get it to get through this storm. So I want to encourage you. It does matter how we treat this temple. It does matter what we put into this temple. And especially when we're going through something like this, we tend to neglect this temple because our focus is all on the circumstances around us. And here Paul said at one of the very important things, he said, you've been so consumed by the storm. He said, I want you to stop. I want you to eat. I want you to rest. So... I want to encourage you that if you, like these people, so consumed by the storms of life and the turmoil around you, the Spirit of God says there is, it's a good thing to rest. It's a good thing to take time to eat properly, rest properly, and sleep well. 
And God's word to us is you can trust me with everything you can't do when you've done everything you can do. And so I look forward to seeing you just one more time as we wrap up this time of navigating storms. So God bless you. I'll see you next time. Dear listeners, thank you for sharing this time together with us. We ask God to bless you, heal you, and to provide, protect, and prosper you. May God allow you to experience more and more of his love for you. We pray that this week's message has touched you in a powerful way. To connect with us online, visit us at theanswerbroadcasting.com.